For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? On March 8, 1971, heavyweight champion Joe Frazier met Muhammad Ali, who attempted to reclaim his crown at Madison Square Garden in the fight of the century. This week, ABC and the networks of ESPN aired the Muhammad Ali vs. Joe Frazier 50th anniversary special. The pair's trilogy of fights, along with hundreds of boxing's most historic bouts, are available on demand on ESPN+. Until Ali Frazier 1 aired last summer during a time without sports amid the COVID-19 pandemic, it had been nearly 30 years since its last TV airing in August of 1991, the year of the bout's 20th anniversary. Fifty years ago, for the first time in history, two unbeaten fighters met for the heavyweight title. Ali returned nearly four years after state athletic commissions stripped him of his crown for refusing induction into the Army during the Vietnam War. In January, Emmy Award winner, Pulitzer Prize finalist, and boxing announcer Mark Kriegel re-signed with ESPN after joining the worldwide leader in sports in 2017. Beyond his boxing duties, Kriegel's long-form storytelling includes this setup for the fight. There was no need to proclaim him the baddest man. With only one real fighting sport and a single belt, the whole world knew who he was. George Foreman, still the heavyweight champion of the world. Every other athletic endeavor was a mere metaphor. Okay. But boxing was bad. So while there were those from time to time who claimed to be kingly, there was but one true sovereign, the best man in boxing's biggest division. The man who beat the man who beat the man. I am the king of the world! But in 1967, Yeah, how many regret? For the first time, politics interrupted the line of succession. Mr. Muhammad Ali has just refused to be inducted into the United States Armed Forces. What happens now to his title? He will doubtless be stripped of it by every state boxing commission in this country and by the World Boxing Association. The ex-king would be vilified and immortalized. The tournament was held to find his replacement. That left a martyr and his successor and set the stage for a trial by combat. Kriegel explains how the fight of any century and the circumstances surrounding it still resonate today. Well into a new millennium, the fight of the last century remains the fight of the century. Of any century, perhaps, epic antagonists. This might shock and amaze you, but I will retire, Joe Frazier. Not merely well matched, but faded. The hour of truth has arrived. 
only in boxing does a man need the man he needs to destroy. Each of them wielding a legend in his left hand. Jab and the hook. Majestic, but cruel. That shows how dumb you are. Earnest, but angry. Sit down, Joe. Now is then, a country seething and divided, preoccupied with race. Each man made a proxy for something larger than himself. By design, that kind of peace is not justice. Or default. But together, they made an art of endurance. Stoic and the fabulous. As long as I can land, it's all over. And with each decade, the fable becomes greater and more grand until it tests the limit of memory and imagination. Did it really happen like that? Yes, it did. Herein is the proof. Spoiler alert, Frazier beat Ali in that first fight 50 years ago. Kriegel says the 15th and final round would preview the next two contests, both won by Ali. Super Fight 2, with no titles at stake, at MSG on January 28, 1974, and The Thrilla in Manila on October 1, 1975. What a round 15. Fifteen rounds. A standard too savage for today's sensibilities they contained multitudes. Scenes and acts, ebbs and flows. By now you know mere athletes compare themselves to fighters. But these were the fighters to whom fighters still compare themselves. The yin and the yang, alpha and omega, Ali Frazier. Neither man would ever be the same. And it was the 15th that foreshadowed what they'd become. If Ali had begun as the prettiest, he'd finish as the toughest. For Frazier, it was his best night ever, but also the inauguration of his descent. Down goes Frazier! Such was the price. Of action that exceeded hyperbole. Those 15 rounds. The 50th anniversary special featured an intricate digital remastering of every second of both the original footage of the entire fight and the original ABC Wide World of Sports broadcast. For the fight, 461 shots were color-corrected, sharpened, and had graininess removed. Additional features explained the rivalry, and in this clip, ABC Sports producer Dennis Lewin takes us behind the scenes in advance of the 1974 bout as Ali and Frazier viewed the 1971 fight with Howard Cosell. Lewin describes how he set up the studio, which helped lead to a scuffle between the fighters. I heard I was going to be on TV with this attorney, so I had to dress like a lawyer. Today. Oh yeah, well I thought it was a sports thing, I would come relaxing, I think that uh, you look good, a relaxing man, you know. You don't explain why you dress like you are. Well, that's but, you know, I'm, I'm a dresser. You look you good, Joe. I feel good, too. That's where I feel like I should dress for this kind of show. I decided to put Ollie on the left, Frazier in the middle, and Howard on the right. Howard said to me, well, that's not the way we usually do it. 
We usually do it with me separating the two interviewees. And I said, Howard, I think I'm going to get more out of it by the two of them sitting together. You just got too many white followers. They don't like it for that. But they figure you must be a good boy. Yeah, a good boy. For the first five or six rounds, Ollie was taunting Joe as they were narrating the fight, which was the normal thing for Ollie. All of you people watching this show, look at Joe Frazier's head now. But about watching you, which one are you talking about? Then as it wore on, Joe was becoming a little bit more frustrated with it. And at one point, Joe said to Ali, you went to the hospital. That's when he went to the hospital now. Yo, don't talk about the hospital. You know you're wrong bringing up a hospital, right? Don't say you're about the hospital. We don't want to mention I went to the hospital for 10 minutes. You went for a month. Now be quiet. At that point, Ali said, you're ignorant. Said, so what the difference? Why'd you bring up the hospital? I went to the hospital. And Joe stood up, ripped off his microphone, and said, what do you mean I'm ignorant? Sit down, Joe. Yeah. Why you think I'm eating? Sit down, Joe. Huh? Sit down quick. Why you think I'm eating? So, the brothers you, are here. You this too? No. Sit down quick, Joe. Well, we're having a scene, as you can see, and it's hard to tell whether it's clowning or for real between the two fighters. Howard sat there calmly like he was doing a fight in a ring. He was calling the fight in the studio. Joe Frazier is really angry. Muhammad called him ignorant, and he's really angry. I don't think this one is clowning at all. It was sort of crazy in the control room. Certainly, we never expected that to happen. We never expected them to, to, the two of them to get physical. A lot of people felt that it was put on, that it was put on because their fight was only a few days away and it would create some hype. Anybody in the studio that day wouldn't have believed that. They were serious. They were very serious. And, in going at it, especially Joe. A classic fight between two extraordinary athletes. Joe Frazier's watch came off. There was a wrestling bout on the floor. And we're really very sorry this happened. Our stage hands and others were trying to separate Ali and Frazier. Ultimately, when they got him separated, Joe got up, bolted out of the studio. That was the last time we saw him for the day. Joe Frazier is leaving the studio now, and he is deeply upset at Ali calling him ignorant. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, Monday night, we're going to try and get this that. back, and we'll be back in just one moment. I think it certainly spurred their rivalry for the next fight. Joe resented the fight that happened in the studio, resented everything that Ali had said to him. I think in a funny sort of way, Joe had more to prove. ESPN essayist and commentator Scoop Jackson shares an epilogue describing how the friends fought in and out of the ring before eventually coming back together again in appreciation of each other. Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier would never be the same after the final bell of fight one. What went on in the ring that night was one thing. What happened afterwards is what shaped history. Theirs and to a degree, ours. Theirs was a relationship of complexity. Friends before the fight, never afterwards. Not after their sequel in 1974 or the thriller in Manila the year after that. Ali won both of them. The hate they gave one another on the other side of the ropes was worse than the damage they did to each other over the course of those 41 rounds. There's only so many times 
a man named Muhammad, is going to be called Cassius before belittlement becomes his direct means of communication in reference to you. There will be a killer and a thriller and a killer when I get the gorilla in Manila. There's only so many gorillas, Uncle Tom's, ignorant, white man's champ, and slaves. A man named Joe is going to be called before he wishes you fall into a pit of fire to burn. You, Frazier, should have known better. You, Ali, should have done better. We should have made them be better. And because we didn't, because we remained fascinated by the complexity of their despise, we allowed their rivalry to no longer be just about boxing. The inability to forgive during those years essentially shaped their coexistence as much as the fights. Frazier's tolerance, temperament, and self-restraint the diametric opposite of Ali's outspoken, brutal urgency. Joe was Martin to Ali's mouth. Truth is, the internal and public mischaracterizations consume both men, which in the end, maybe they realized just how significant and meaningful the other was in their lives. Theirs remains the classic tale of the eternal line that divides friendship and hatred when two human beings are actually soulmates. Last September, you might remember I spoke with former ABC Sports director Jim Jeanette, who has hosted Zoom get-togethers with Wide World of Sports alumni during the COVID-19 pandemic. Lewin, who managed the studio scuffle between Ali and Frazier, is a frequent Zoom participant. Another important presence on those Zooms has been Mike Pearl, who passed away last week. Pearl had two stints at ABC Sports and also worked at ESPN and Turner Sports. His network sports career started at CBS Sports, which paid tribute to him and Irv Cross, who was part of a 70s studio super team assembled by Pearl. Here's Greg Gumbel. Pioneers of sports television and members of our CBS Sports family passed away this past week. Irv Cross, an NFL Pro Bowl defensive back who later made history as the first black sports analyst on national television when he joined CBS Sports in 1971, died Sunday at the age of 81. Mike Pearl was the first producer of the NFL Today on CBS, which featured Irv Cross along with Phyllis George, Brent Musburger, and Jimmy the Greek Snyder. Mike Pearl won 17 sports Emmy Awards in a career that spanned almost five decades. He died at the age of 77. We send along our deepest condolences to the families and friends of both Mike Pearl and Irv Cross. Next month, ABC will mark another special anniversary as it'll be 60 years since Wide World of Sports brought the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat into our living rooms. In honor of the occasion, I plan to revisit my conversation with Jeanette. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem. H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.